pep, pep, bla, 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 bla. Hello, and welcome to See One, Do One, Teach One, the podcast dedicated to becoming a better medical educator. With me, Pick Mukherjee. And Tom Pereira. This is the one where we find out who makes Tom mad and Pick batty. So, Pick, what's your favorite part about being an emergency physician? Uh, one thing I love is when you walk in the room, there's an undifferentiated patient, nobody's seen him, and you do a bunch of stuff, and you walk out, and you get the answer. You figured it out, and it's great. The patients uh, love it. Uh, I feel like a rock star. Everybody looks and goes, oh, how did you do that? I, I love being the detective. Okay, so I, I think a lot of emergency medicine love the puzzle. Uh, my question to you then today is, which detective type are you? I don't know if I have ever asked myself that question. I will tell you that I've been doing a lot of late shifts, and so I'm catching up on Psych, on like Late Night USA. So Sean Spencer, I would want to be, like entertaining uh, and getting it right all the time. So let's let's break Sean Spencer down into what sort of a detective he is. Love the show, always laugh, uh, love the pineapple. Right. So if you can uh, hide pineapples, you know that you're going to entertain your rotators. If on top of that, you get it right a lot, that's great. His big thing is observation. He's a, my dad trained me in powers of observation since I was little, and I see things that other people miss, uh, and I get it right. So that's the doc who walks in the room and gets an amazing history, gets the right history, and also does a physical exam and walks out of the room with a pretty good idea of what's going on. Right, and notices, right? I, you both saw the toenails, only you noticed uh, that toenail ain't right and said, aha, this person has whatever you're supposed to read, Lee's lines, and it's something like lead poisoning. Okay, so has the experience, is smart, uh, and incredibly observant. All those things we should all emulate, so maybe he is the right sort of detective doctor to be, but what about, this is a teaching podcast, so what about from a learner's perspective? I guess, I guess Gus here is the learner. Sure, Gus is the confidant, uh, inside man guy, but a learner would get nothing out of this rotation because uh, they would. Uh, he's actively hiding how he figures it out. As the audience, you you kind of see he's looking at stuff. But if uh, if you were a learner rotating with Sean Spencer, you would eat pineapple and and learn nothing. All right, so good detective. But bad teacher. Maybe he's not the, the doc that we should uh, try to be. No. Uh, powers of observation, yes. Uh, uh, modeling uh, and learnability, no. So, Tom, what do you think of, uh, what comes to mind when you think of a great detective? So I've got to go back to Columbo. And, and I know that it, it dates me, shows that I'm a little older, but Columbo was the classic detective to me. So uh, I remember Columbo a bit. Uh, I think it was entertaining. What kind of a detective is Columbo? So Peter Falk is the most unassuming of characters. He is always dressed poorly. He has a limp and a squint. And his, his main line was always, uh, just, just one more thing as he left the room. I mean, you're making him seem less cool, I think. Uh, in his defense, the dress code, it was the 70s. Uh, and the man has a glass eye. <laughs> You're right. But at the same time, if I think about what his detective style was, he is the dogged detective. So the show was really based on him gathering all the evidence that he needed to make an airtight case. So if you think about a detective show now, 
how many suspects do they pull in for questioning or accuse in a given episode? Three. I want to say three. They pull in random people, and they will look right at you and say, you're the murderer, and you turn out to be completely innocent. That was never Columbo. Columbo was always the... It was fairly obvious early in the episode who killed the person, and Columbo would just very slowly gather the evidence, and by the time the time to name the killer, there was no mystery. You knew who the killer was. So for Columbo, there was a uh, really slow but thorough kind of gathering of facts, and he didn't make missteps. He didn't go wrong. He made sure he was right. Uh, you you came to that conclusion long before Columbo uh, was willing to say it out loud. So this sounds like it's a great way to be thorough. It doesn't sound like the way ER docs often do it. I think that's probably right. This is the, the dogged detective. This is the, the ER doc who gets an ultrasound and then a CAT scan <laughs> and then wants some other test to prove that it definitely is the diagnosis that they're looking for. And that's really not the most efficient way to be an ER doc. Okay, so, uh, fine. So Columbo uh, does it in, in a very systematic fashion. What does it look like from a learner's point of view? From a learner's point of view, I think Columbo does very well. Because the best part about the show, and, and honestly, watching the shows these days, it's a slow show, is that you, the audience, have decided who the killer is long before Columbo says it out loud. So as a learner, you've looked at all the evidence, and you've drawn your own conclusion, and honestly, Pick, that's what I want more than anything from my learners. So this sounds really good to me. You know, we use this phrase, show your work, uh, and, and sometimes it means think out loud, and this is how I arrived here. Columbo doesn't do that until the end. By the time he does it, you have constructed your own story, and we actually think constructed knowledge is, is better than uh, received spoon-fed knowledge. So from a learner point of view, this is like almost ideal. Right, the problem is, with our attention spans, I can't even get through an episode of Columbo anymore. We need the entire thing put on fast forward. 2X podcast style. Perfect. So since we're on this TV detective thing, I was thinking about TV detectives and I came up with Batman. But then I thought, he's not even a detective. He walks on scene uh, and sees three people frozen in ice and goes, oh look, I think I know who did this. You are talking batshit crazy. Uh, detective Comics, it's in the name, the Dark Knight Detective. He's the detective. He's the detective. He takes whatever he has, stuffs it into the bat computer, and comes out with the answer. That's like relying on my P.E. decision rule to decide whether it's a P.E. Okay, fuck you, Tom. Uh, first of all, uh, that is just eons away from what... The guy, Batman, like, they thought he was dead so he could go and learn stuff so he could come back and be a detective and fight crime. Uh, he is dedicated. Ross al Ghul calls him detective. Like, he's a detective! <laughs> so, clearly I hit a nerve. And so, try to describe what are the key detective or the key attributes of Batman that is going to fit into our narrative. So, so Batman uh, is probably one of the best detectives, because he's one of the best everythings, but he has uh, a studied uh, his field and gained expertise and all this stuff. But the big thing about Batman, what makes him Batman, is he always has a plan for the worst case scenario. Not only has he thought about the 17 ways that this could go badly, uh, he has nine backup plans for three people frozen in ice. When you're still like, why the hell is there ice in the summer? 
So from an ER doc perspective, I'm, I'm not going to get into the debate about his detective abilities, but I will get into the his ability to plan. And I think that that is definitely an ER thing. Uh, when all of a sudden the nosebleed that came in has a cardiac arrest, uh, Batman already has all that stuff in the room to deal with it because he thought about it, whereas the other detectives are not that well planned. Absolutely. Batman is all about uh, preparation and backup plans and worst case scenarios. And the reason uh, he's, he's really smart, but the reason he looks as smart as he does is because he started thinking about it a year and a half ago. And a back computer. Okay, the back computer helps. You know, a smart so, detective uses his tools, Tom. So how about from the learner perspective? What do we think about Batman from Robin's point of view? In terms of mortality, that there is a mortality to being Robin, so that's not as good for being a learner. Don't kill the residents. Um, uh, that's that's good. All, but but honestly, uh, there is a whole Bat family that Batman has mentored and guided, uh, and they have developed into their sort of own creations instead of just being carbon copies. So I I do think that there is a lot to be learned from an internship with Batman. Okay, so so Batman's a planner, uh, and Batman is a mentor. Hundred percent. Don't say bad things about Batman. Okay, Pick, so from a detective point of view, who's a more ER-centric detective? So I'm going to think that uh, Monk. I really like Monk. He is a guy who has great powers of observation. He picks up on inconsistencies and follows them, and, uh, and, and he gets it right. The thing that makes him happy to do it in ER style is that as soon as the pretest is high enough, he jumps. He goes, uh, that's the guy. And it doesn't matter if the guy is in like outer space when the crime is committed. If Monk's pretest is high enough, he is going to pursue uh, that that is the answer. So coming to the right answer and being able to make these leaps, I like as a detective. I also like that what you're saying is, that for him, it's a very much uh, looking for inconsistencies. And I think when we get a case presentation, that's one of the things I always want to hear. Okay, what makes you think this is GERD? And what are the things that doesn't fit with GERD? So I, I like that as a teaching style, as a learning style. But then the last thing that you said was that it's all about pre- and post-test probability. So does he do the natural thing? Does he, does he perform these tests to figure out what's going to work? Oh, 100%. So I think the first thing you said was uh, seek disconfirming information. Uh, and I think Monk does that. And, and yes, Monk is totally a Bayesian. Monk is going to go, that's the guy. That's a dissection. And when you show him the x-ray that's fine, he's going to go, pfft. That's like a 70 plus, maybe 84 best percent uh, test. I'm not giving it. That's, that's the guy. So how about now from the learner's perspective? Uh, how does Monk do to his sidekick in terms of teaching? So I think he does pretty well. Uh, he picks up on inconsistencies, but then he points them out. He does the, the, at the end, the classic detective, here's what happened, and walks you through it. So Monk, I think, uh, does show his work. Uh, he does it in a way that you didn't do it, but he shows you how he got there. Okay. So Monk is a good possibility. Absolutely. ER-style detective. Okay, Pick. So what, what do you think of as like a classic detective? So classic, that means old, right? So I think of uh, Agatha Christie and uh, Miss Marple, and I think of uh, a detective who I think if you had to say what is different about Miss Marple, it would be 
that one, she's like this little grandma who's unassuming and everyone uh, underestimates her. So in, uh, in that way, a little bit of a Columbo sort of thing going on. A- absolutely. But what's different is also that the murderers kind of flip the whole murderer trope. They're not like shady, alley, one-eyed patch, uh, bloody hand guys. They're like uh, the daycare teacher, the 10-year-old, uh, right? They're the, the people who like you wouldn't suspect. So her detective style is classic detective style. Go look at the scene, ask questions of people who were there. N- nothing amazing. There also, she doesn't have amazing powers of observation, and she's not semi-magical. She just does the basic stuff, but her, let's say, superpower is that she doesn't make the assumptions that everybody else is making. I like that. She doesn't make the assumptions. She's, she's a human debiasing strategy. Other, everyone's looking at the alley guy, and she's like, that kid's about as close to the murder weapon as the alley guy. Anybody look at the kid? Uh, and 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 then she's right, and everyone's shocked. So she is a unassuming, and I think in our stereotypes, unlikely picture of a detective. But that helps her find unlikely murders. I think that that's really important. So we walk into a room with a patient. We start making judgments and biases right from the start. Heck, sometimes the nurse's note try to tries to push me in one direction, uh, and it is really important that I, as an ER doc, keep an open mind as I'm sort of uh, solving this mystery. Sure. Sometimes I get a a presentation that leads in with, uh, there is a lovely little old lady in room 10, and in my head, and occasionally out loud, I say, crack dealer buried a child in her backyard, just to get my brain off of that. Or if they say, uh, listen, this guy's a real, uh, I I say, uh, war veteran, uh, save nine people, uh, let's, let's move on now, right? Uh, and that so, so please never tell us the inner workings of your mind. Uh, that scares us. But you told me to think out loud. <laughs> so, so now let's talk about her from the learner perspective, from the audience or uh, from a foil. Uh, how does she teach? How is she as a teacher? I think she's a, an excellent teacher because she forces people to go back in that classic detective style and ask a, another question. She forces us to go and, and look again. So I think that for a learner, that's a great role modeling thing to do as well. Let's not anchor on something too soon. Overall, uh, lots of lessons to learn from Miss Marvel. Uh, a nice caution for ER docs. Okay, Pick, who else should we talk about? So we're talking about detectives, and we're trying to make it uh, pertinent to doctors, so we have to talk about a house, a detective and a doctor. House? House is a terrible detective... And good God, the guy should not be a doctor. Uh, tell us how you really feel, Tom. Uh, Come you can't on. be that bad at both. No, this guy, he exemplifies everything I hate uh, in medicine. He's your arch enemy. He is my arch enemy. So aside from the rude anti-patient aspects of him, which I'll put aside, as a detective, here's a guy who takes one of the sayings in medicine that I think has hurt more people than anything else and makes it his life work. In medicine, we have at some point heard, if you think of PE, you need to test for PE. Oh, you went there. And that has probably harmed more patients than anything else. As an ER doc, every time you think shortness of breath or chest pain, you should think of PE. And that in no way means that everybody needs a test for it. I've been certainly told the phrase, uh, if you think of meningitis, you need to rule it out. And what I like to say is, if you think about meningitis, you should think 
about meningitis. Like that, you should actually consider meningitis. Nobody said anything about needles. Right. So House's style is he throws out a diagnosis, and instead of saying this is the evidence that means that it's probably not this. He goes in and does a brain biopsy, waits for it to be negative before he goes, oh yeah, that's not it. Clearly it wasn't it to start with. Let's move on to this next diagnosis. You know, now that you're making me think of it, House, the brilliant, supposedly amazing diagnostician, he gets it wrong, what, like 17 times in an hour before he's finally right? This is like the, uh, uh, it's always in the last place you look thing. Right. You know, when you finally get it, you stop looking. I, I find the show to be noxious on so many levels. Terrible detective, terrible role model, shouldn't be on this list. But he's popular, so uh, they don't kick him out. I think what it comes down to is that he is not an ER doc. He's definitely not an ER doc. That list that he puts on the whiteboard that's like 100 things long, that's terrible already as an ER doc. But then to your point, he rules each of them out one at a time, which is a waste of time and energy and probably patient care. Now that we're talking about it, House is like the toxic professional doctor who did like one good thing and no one wants to fire him because he like was good at that one good thing. Personally, the only way House is a great lesson for us is what not to do. Excellent negative role model. So, so Pick, there is one more person we absolutely need to talk about. It's, it's the obvious elephant in the room, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, I agree. Uh, he is the detective, uh, maybe one of the original detectives, possibly um, more of a detective than even Batman, which is a hard thing to pull off. All roads lead back to Batman. Yes, they do. Uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, is the model for so many other uh, future detectives uh, or, or, or springboards, and I just learned a hot second ago that House, who you hate, was modeled on Holmes. It's even in the name, House home. And then now that I think of it, you know, limpy, kind of misogynistic, but brilliant guy. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Please don't say those two in the same sentence again. I may have a fit. So let's break Holmes's methods down into the same way we've looked at everybody else. So how does Holmes solve the crimes that he solves? Holmes definitely has powers of observation, but also he kind of brings this background wealth of knowledge and experience that nobody else has. He can look at mud and say, that is obviously mud from the Thames and not mud from the Wimbledon court. Right, So, but he has put the work in. He, he in certain TV shows and the books, has lined up all this different kind of mud and can identify them because he put hours into figuring this out. Right, so Holmes uh, in his free time is like, poisoning himself with very dilute poisons and smelling things and testing himself to see if he can escape from cuffs blindfolded. Well, and let's be honest, we've done this, Pick. Uh, I can guarantee, I remember when they made me taste charcoal. I have tasted charcoal. I guarantee you that what you and I did was not training. <laughs> well, it was training for something. Uh, I also tasted the feeds that people got in their peg tube on my geriatrics rotation, and I thought to myself, they're not getting it in their mouths. Why do I need to taste it? So he's a good detective because he has dedicated himself to the art of being a detective, and he figures out the tools he needs, spends the time getting them, and uses them. So he, he's accessing training 
experience, investigation that other people just don't have the background of. So he sounds perfect, but he's not perfect. He's not perfect because he's arrogant, because he his whole thing is to get it right, uh, and he's more interested in getting it right sometimes than, you know, actually sometimes stopping the crime. He's more pissed that there's a criminal as smart as him than at the fact that the criminal is, you know, committing crimes. So the patient died, but that's okay. I know what killed him. Uh, uh, it's okay that Moriarty is a master criminal. It's not okay that he might be as smart as me. So as a detective, he is pretty impressive, and I think that there's a lot we can learn from him. What about from a teacher point of view? From a teacher point of view, it's tough, because Watson uh, would be the foil, and Watson does learn. Uh, Holmes says, hey, Watson, look at that person. What can you tell me? And occasionally even pats him on the head and says, that's not terrible for someone who is not as smart as me. Let me show you how a real detective insight works. But he does spell out his process sometimes. I also think that, that Holmes has no life. Holmes' whole life is his craft. And the hours he spent looking at mud is not accessible to everybody. Uh, and it's maybe not even preferable, because to Holmes, if it's his whole life, he looks down on people who will not do what he does uh, for their craft. If you're a detective and you have not smelled every poison, uh, what the hell kind of a detective are you anyway? I do think that one of the reasons that I am a better diagnostician now than I was when I was an intern is that I have seen more. And I think that that is at the heart of what Sherlock is doing. So the experience component uh, is, is what you are accumulating. The thing that Sherlock does is the attention uh, and reflection component. So he will then study the smell of the poison that he just encountered because it was new and add it to his list. Practice-based learning. Practice-based learning. But not just practice, but deliberate practice. Not practice makes permanent, but I'm going to actually add this, pay attention to it, never make this mistake, or not let this insight go. Your experience isn't enough to get you your expertise. You, you put in work on top of that. So Sherlock Holmes, as a detective, pretty good. As a teacher... Because his reveal, he walks you through what he saw and why, is pretty good, yeah. but inaccessible necessarily to all levels of learners. Yeah, he doesn't give you the roadmap of how to get there all the way, and he thinks you're a little bit of a wuss because you have not already tasted lots of poisons. So Tom, we've talked about a lot of detectives. What kind of detective are you going to be? So I tell the residents all the time that part of the reason it's really great to work with a big faculty is that you don't have to pick one and become that sort of a clinician. As you figure out your clinical persona, you take the best parts of each. So Columbo. I want Columbo's doggedness, and I want his teaching ability to lead his audience to the answer without even having to say it out loud. That sounds good. I would say that if you took powers of observation, uh, uh, you would get Sean Spencer and probably Monk. Uh, and I really like how Monk will accelerate and jump forward when the pretest is high enough. He's a Bayesian thinker. I love the Miss Marple debiasing, where you're not necessarily uh, assuming that something has to be a certain way. And uh, I'm not sure what I get from Batman. He's the... Worst case scenario planning guy. I'm just messing with you. You're a jerk. And from a house, I would say we take nothing. 
Fair. We hate House for slightly different reasons, but we can agree. Terrible doctor. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I think there's a lot we can take from Sherlock Holmes, but I think that there's also a bunch of stuff that we don't want. Great. Uh, hopefully, you figure out what sort of detective you're going to be. Thanks for listening. Go out there and make better doctors. Get out there and make doctors better. Get around.